I'm here with Johanna Rothman, a management consultant who works with managers and leaders to identify problems and seize opportunities around how they manage their product development. In addition to her consulting, Johanna is also a blogger and the author of multiple books, including the 2008 Jolt Productivity Award-winning book, Manage It, Your Guide to Modern Pragmatic Project Management. Johanna is also producing a few LeanPub books right now. None of them are published yet, but I've scanned the previews of the two of them which have previews, and they look fantastic. She's let me know it's okay to talk about them. We're going to talk today about her writing, her experiences so far using LeanPub, and also ways we can improve LeanPub for her. LeanPub is a lean startup after all, and this podcast series is part of our customer development process. So thanks, Johanna, for being on the third ever Lean Publishing Podcast. Well, thank you so much, Peter. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so first off, so you've been blogging for about a decade, and you have a few different blogs. So tell me about them. So managing product development is really my main blog because that's my passion, project management, program management, people management, risk management. That's really the key. How do you actually get stuff done in the organization? But hiring technical people is really the predecessor and that's why my very first book was about, all about hiring because if you don't have the right people, you can't get anything done. So my very first book was Hiring the Best Knowledge Workers, Techies, and Nerds, The Secrets and Science of Hiring Technical People. And it came out in paper in 2004. And I was having tremendous trouble getting my publisher to come out with it in anything resembling electronic form. Um, it came out in PDF um, less than a year ago, and I could not get the publisher to come out with it in any for any electronic reader aside <laughs> from PDF. Yeah, so that's why um, that's the book I'm working on now for Le- in LeanPub. That's the one I'm making the most progress on, Excellent. and I'm actually doing um, a b- a bunch of revisions. I'm not just doing a straight translation if you can call it a translation from print to electronic form. I'm cleaning up the language. I'm, I'm streamline, streamlining it. I'm trying to make it, um, I guess I would say, more electronic friendly. So, And this is why I just love LeanPub because I get to work in Markdown. I get to actually see my book as I'm, I'm writing it. Uh, this is... This is one of the things I love. Uh, I, you didn't even pay me to say this, right? No. I love about Markdown and smiling. LeanPub. <laughs> I, I get to see it as I'm doing it. And this is one of the things I, I just love it. And, you know, I had a question about how do I do sidebars. I sent an email this morning. You responded a couple of hours later. And I, this is one of the things I really love. I get to see my product as I'm developing it, I don't have to wait three months. I don't have to wait two weeks. I get an answer the same day as I actually ask the question. Hmm. Now, I might not like the answer. <laughs> I still think you should buy boxes around my sidebars, but and we actually I have might. an answer. We actually well, might. The answer was, Scott's on holiday this week. Please don't make me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to nudge you till you put boxes mm. around the sidebars. But... But that, even if you don't, I still have something that works. Yeah, the funny and, thing, I'm actually, the, the thing I'm actually working is next on my queue is actually parts, which is the, the other thing that you, you and someone else both asked for within about one week. And it's like, yeah, we need parts. Um, yeah. 
ironically, we, we'd actually thought about adding parts, and we are like, no, minimum viable product, we shouldn't do it. And also, we didn't want to, we'd thought originally about making H1 be part and H2 be chapter, but we thought that for everyone who didn't have parts, that would mean that all their HTML, you know, if we'd imported HTML, they'd have H1s, they'd have parts, and that'd be terrible, and so we have to convert H1s to H2s, and so we went down the path of, no, we shouldn't have parts. So we realized people need parts, but only some people do, and we need to add that in as like a sort of special syntax instead of H1, obviously. H1 has to be chapter. Yeah, and so, and if you just said to us, a part has to be this, yeah. right? Or, and a sidebar has to be that. And then when you sent me an email that I could do a tip me is this and a warning is that, I thought, oh, how cute. <laughs> right. So I get to, I get to, right. So I, I actually really like the fact that you guys monitor the list and you respond right away. Even if I don't like the answer, right. I have an answer. Right. Cool. So, yeah. So I get to see the book as I develop it. I get I get to work in TextMate, which I really like. I get to work in Markdown, which I really like. I mean, Word is fine if you're going to do an article. Word is a terrible partner <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to write a book because you can't move stuff around. You can't organize your stuff. You 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 can't organize your thoughts. You can't organize the um the pieces. Right? Word is the wrong. Pro, is the wrong program, the wrong application for writing a book. Oh, and totally. I've written a few, so I know a little, at least for me, I know what I need to do to write a book. So Word is, is not the right application for me. So it's, it's really great. And, you know, it's so funny. I, I, a lot of people come to me and say, so Johanna, you've written four or five books. You have a bunch of books in the hopper. What should I do to write a book? And I always say to them, it doesn't matter. You can use Scrivener. You can use TextMate. And I always say to them, use LeanPub. Do not use Word. And, and it doesn't matter what I say to them. They all say, but I know Word and I like Word. And I say, fine, don't use it. Right, go to LeanPub. You can start there. You can use Markdown. You know HTML. You've been blogging. Don't be afraid of it. There's a whole community out there. They'll help you. Um, I'll help you. There's even a Markdown syntax um, page on the web, and I can look at your stuff. And I, you know, people are there to help you. And they all say, "Oh, but it's not Word." And I say, "So what are you afraid of?" Yeah, and and they all kind of it's like they're looking at me in an email and saying, "Well, you know, I've been a developer for fifteen years, but I'm afraid of a little markdown syntax." And I think to them, you know, you were the one who said who insulted me and said you're just a management consultant, and you <laughs> you work in markdown. And I I want to say expletive deleted to you too, buddy. <laughs> I, you know, I just don't understand this. So uh, I I think that Markdown is actually very easy. Oh, yeah. It's no. almost like working in text, except that it gives you just enough organization to say, ah, here's a heading. Ah, here's a little bit of structure. And so it's, for me, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, for us, like, the funny thing is, we used to support HTML and Markdown because we figured, well, everybody knows HTML, but then people tried to do all kinds of fancy like formatting divs and whatnot. And we're like, you know, what we really were trying to say with HTML is, look, we're going to support only the HTML that you need for a book, which is happens to be exactly the HTML 
Markdown makes, right? And it's like, well, yeah. okay, so we seem to be opinionated about this. Let's just say Markdown is the best way in the world to write a book. Every other way is terrible. I mean, I've written a couple books. The first time, my first book, I, I tried using Open Office after about two, 300 pages in size. It started crashing all the time. Then I tried converting to, I had to use Word when I, when I made a Manning book out of it. And I had to make a separate file for every chapter. And I just hated life so much. Like every, when I tried to add index entries, it would crash every sort of fourth index entry. It was just terrible. Um, and it's, it's like, when you think about, this is 2012 and like, there's no good way in the world to write a book. We've had computers for 50 years. We've had like the printing press for 500 and every way in the world to write a book is horrible. Like what, you know, so that's why like our attempt at, you know, like Markdown plus like it's a, a, a listing of text files we think is actually probably one of the best ways because like all the existing ways suck. And so it's a low bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you, it's so funny because the reason I came to you guys is because the prag, the pragmatic bookshelf rejected my, my book, Agile Program Management. That's right. the working title. I don't know what the title is actually going to be. And I had looked into DocBook, but if you're not, if you're <laughs> not a programmer, um, DocBook has a really high, uh, bar to get into. Yeah, and you don't want to write in XML because the, the, even if you can handle XML, I mean, I can handle XML just fine. Scott, actually, my co-founder, he had actually written a book in DocBook, but I said to him, I said, look, I can write XML just fine, but I, I can't think like a writer when I'm producing XML. Like you thinking like a person making X, an XML document, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and so I was, I, I was trying to figure out what's, what's my... Um, What's my environment? How am I going to get an environment so I actually have a shot of putting a book together? Because I don't want to start, I don't want to create, I don't want to spend all of my time working on an environment. I want to spend my time writing. And that's really the key. So with LeanPub, I get to spend all of my time writing. I spend a little bit of time saying, do I want an ordered list or an unordered list? Well, if that's all the time I spend with formatting, that's great. That's mm. about the right amount of time, right? I want to I think, is this a new chapter or a continuation of this chapter? That's, that's the right amount of time because that means I'm thinking about the, the logical parts of my book. I want to say, is this a new idea or is this a continuation of the same idea? And that's, I fully expect to re-architect my book several times. That's, that's the way I write. I start writing and I think, oh, this is a really good idea. And then I think, oh, wait a minute, that belongs in this chapter or Oh, this is getting boring. I need a story. <laughs> I better put a story in fast. It's been a while since I had a story. Because I'm a writer like anyone else. I write and write and write and write. And then I step back and say, wait a minute. When was the last time I had a story? Hmm. Must be time for a story. Must be time for an example. Uh, and because, you know, we all are writing. When, when we're writing... We fall into the same traps that every other writer falls into. At least many writers <laughs> fall into. I forget to put in stories. I find some passive voice and use it a lot. Hmm. Right? We, we all do this because we're writers. And so the key is how do you get the feedback? How do you discover this? 
And when you have an opportunity to see the book unfold, to see the book get created, uh, passive voice, when you have an opportunity <laughs> to create the book as you write it, then, then you can get the feedback. So for the, for the get your next job fast or take control of your job search or, you know, find your next job using Angela and Lee, whatever I'm going to call that book. I have no idea what I'm going to call that book. I've already sent that out to trusted reviewers and I'm integrating the feedback. And so that's already been through one round of review and thank goodness it has <laughs> because it really needed review. And so as soon as I'm done integrating the feedback, I can send it out for another round of review. And then I can probably take it out of um, the sort of stealth mode it's in right. and, and get it out for what I would call limited release hmm. and, and see what people are willing to pay for it. So the limited, that's going to be when you actually publish, like on LeanPub, like is... Right, yeah. published on LeanPub, but probably not widely, not released to Amazon, not released to, you know, yeah. to all the other places. <clears throat> and then as I get more feedback and see what people are willing to pay for it, then I can, I, I can continue integrating feedback. And when I think it's really done... Because I actually think that book probably needs another round or two of feedback after that. Then, then I can say, because I'm not even sure what the real title is, mm -hmm. although I probably have to have a real title when, when, before I get money for it, right? Um, oh, but maybe the, not. The process of getting feedback on LeanPub. So this is, one of the, this is really interesting for me because um, – one thing we want to do with LeanPub is have the whole process of getting feedback be something that um, LeanPub really helps with, like in terms of you know have LeanPub be a way of publishing that book while it's in what you consider to be alpha or beta, like is to have that process, like the process that you're doing with reviewers, but be something that um, ideally for us people just click the publish button, like you know most books like a lot earlier than your like you're. Uh, for example, your um, you're hiring the best knowledge workers book. That's like over four hundred pages. Oh right. God, yeah. No, that's but, but it's, and it's actually really good. And I'm like, I mean, there needs some cleanup. Like, there's a couple little things that need cleanup. I think around like there's a bug in a table or something. But whatever. Like, it's something that could be published on LeanPub today, and people would love it. And it's the question for us is like, so you're coming from a workflow where you're used to having like a limited set of feet of, re of readers give you feedback first before it's sort of for wider consumption. So my question is, um, what can LeanPub do to make this process like more attract, like the review and process easier for you? Like, or is there anything that, is there anything we need to do in that regard to make it like, make you want to click the publish button sooner or make the notion of publishing earlier in the process more attractive or, you know, is the community or, or is it, or is that process just fine for you and you just want to go about it that way? Well, the hiring book was originally was the one that was originally published in print, mm. right? So that's why it's already pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and and I'm still not. I haven't finished even creating all the templates and tables, right? So until <laughs> until all that's done, although I've been making a lot of, I have a lot of traction on that. I'm actually, I'm not going to give you a date. 
No, I'm, no. Just, I'm not going to give you a ticket. And you don't have I'm, to. We're happy. We're right. just a tool, right? We're not your publisher. Right. We're just a tool. Yeah. So I, but I'm really hoping that um, in in a very short while I will be ready to release that one. Right. Um, and I feel, you know, part of it is I feel as if I have, if I have feedback from my initial reviewers. I feel as if I have an obligation to finish integrating that feedback before I let the book out for the next round of reviewers, if uh, that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Right? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Because if, if I have said to them, I, I really wanted the feedback because I, I didn't feel as if it was ready for more people – and I asked my trusted reviewers for feedback, then I really want to integrate that feedback before I, I put it out to the world. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a pretty good writer. Mm-hmm. But when I make mistakes, boy, they are doozies. <laughs> you know, I don't just go for a small mistake. I go for really big ones. Right, okay. Now that makes sense. offend the entire universe. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I go for broke. So if I, if I really go for broke, I really want to, I really want to make sure that I haven't gotten everything wrong. <laughs> so I want to cover my tush that much. I'm quite willing to, to, um, to say, here's what I stand for. Here's, here's my opinion. And here are the facts. Here are my references. Right. But I don't want to, if I have big mistakes, I want to fix, fix those so people don't flip the bozo bit on me. So that's why I want to make sure I've integrated my initial reviewers for the Get Your Next Job book, whatever that's going to be called. And I want to make sure that, remember, I have for the Hiring the Best Knowledge Workers book, that already exists in print. And if people want to also buy the the electronic book, I feel it's it's really important that they also have the templates in electronic form. And right now, I don't have those all done. Right. So that means that they would feel cheated. Mm. And I don't want them to feel cheated. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, is there anything that we could do to make the your private review process better? Like, Or are you happy just sending... PDF drafts to people, or is there anything that you like LeanPub to enable that private feedback process, like improve somehow? Um, I haven't thought about it that much, so maybe maybe being able to send it to people's Kindles or something. But I think that that's something that I would have to think about some more. Hmm. Okay, I could always ask people would would you uh, um and would you make me a trusted sender to your Kindle? Right. And then, or maybe make LeanPub a trusted sender to your Kindle. Yeah, so you wouldn't think, like, I was thinking, I mean, th- when you were talking about that, I was thinking, should we do something with, with Dropbox possibly, like create, like, Dropbox review folders that people could use? Or I'm just trying to think of ways right. we could help this. Um, Dropbox seems to work well for us lots of time, except when we have a little minor hiccup with it, but... Um, okay, cool. Um, yeah. 
But Dropbox is great because the nice thing about Dropbox is, remember one of my very first questions to you, which was, how do we back everything up? I'm one of those, um, and I'm going to say this word, even though it's going to get recorded for all time. I'm one of those anal backup people. Mm, Me too. Right. So the fact that you said Dropbox keeps uh, backup of everything, and then I think you also said that you backup everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that means, and you, and I think that you said that you use what what backup? Um, so here's you use a version. No, actually, use we something. use Git. We use Git. So here's yeah, here's how Git. this works now. So um, what we so there's this we've done we used to do something kind of badly, and we've fixed it now with one consequence. So um, what we used to do is when you published or previewed, we would do like a whole bunch of Git commits, one for every file that changed, which is absolutely terrible. Um, and we did this because like, <clears throat> frankly, the way that we were doing things in that regard was, was bad. And, um, so instead what we do now is when you publish your preview, and this is as of about a week ago, when you publish your preview, we make one git commit for this preview or publish. And so then mm-hmm. that way, what we want to be able to do later on is let an author be able to look at a, a history of their book, like every single published and preview version ever made. So if you had some sentence you wrote really nicely nine months ago and you don't like your sentence now, you can just drag a slider back nine months and see, okay, here it is. And like kind of like how GitHub works um, with like looking at a repository. Um, so yeah, so whenever you preview or publish, you're making a git commit, one git commit for the whole book based on this preview or published version. And so, and besides that, we also like we also back up our repositories. Like we're in Amazon, and we have we have back you know Amazon's backups service, et cetera. So, like we have backups, and we have version control. So, and Dropbox has backups. So you've got like even if we're incompetent idiots, Dropbox is backing you up. And if Dropbox is incompetent, we're backing you up. And so Dropbox would have to fail, and we'd have to fail, and Amazon would have to fail. You know, so there's. At some point along the line, you should have your files somewhere, right? So, so right. even if your computer laptop – now, that said, in you know, terms of service wise we're not responsible, yada, 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 but we're backing, yeah, you, yeah, we're backing, yeah, you, we're but, backing you up. Right, yeah. right. Um, so, but the point is, just, just for the record, since this is being recorded, so when we made the change to do the Git stuff properly a few weeks ago, we had the problem of, well, what do we do with all this garbage version history that doesn't make any sense from the past where we had like hundreds of Git commits for every – and so we just nuked that because it was like this doesn't it, it would mean that all existing leanpub books had a whole bunch of garbage and then good content and so when we and since this isn't a feature we didn't want to sort of like it wasn't an official feature yet in terms of the history we didn't want to show you for example your book and then there's this stuff that made sense and then a whole bunch of stuff that didn't make sense so we just start everything with like a first new commit as of like about a week ago and so mm-hmm. you're so yeah so every time you preview or publish you're making one commit and so that's like but as far as your book is concerned the beginning of time is like about a week ago where it's like that's your first version even though there was earlier stuff so that's that's what we do so um but yeah so so we we like backups too i mean i, I grew up with computers in the 1980s and so i'm used to like saving every sentence or two right like you know? <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not going to tell you when i grew up with computers but let's just say it's really important to me to back up yes because it's just not worth not having the backup 
Yeah, no, totally. Right? It's just not worth it because the cost of not having the backup is too high. Yeah. Yeah, no, I fully right. agree. So I'm... So it's really, uh, you know, when you guys said that to me, I thought, ah, I can work with these people. <laughs> and so that that was really important to me. So the fact that I can see my book as I generate it and I can, I can get the feedback really fast, right? Feedback to me uh, as I preview in Markdown, feedback to me as I see my book because I, I look at it in PDF as I generate it. Right. And feedback to me from my readers and and the backup you know you're you're not perfect but you're darn close well thank you oh have you ever you said you use textmate have you ever used the html previewing feature in textmate i use the markdown i use the markdown bundle right so, that, so I, haven't, I haven't used the html feature in textmate okay i think I what i'm trying to say is yeah so does the markdown bundle is that the thing that shows you what your html looks like when you write Markdown? Um, it, it shows me what the Markdown looks like. So I can see, so when I put in images, so for example, I have a bunch of, of tables, right? right? So in the hiring book, I had tables that I've converted into images. Mm-hmm. And so in order to see that the image looks right, I actually have, I, I created, instead of trying to use tables in the text, um, my tables are too big. So mm. I created images of the tables in OmniGraffle and and then made JPEGs. Okay. And so I put the JPEGs in in the in the text mm. and previewed them in the markdown. Right? So I used the markdown bundle. Right. For people who are confused who are listening to this, this is actually really easy. It's so you you create an image I use OmniGraffle because I'm on a Mac, right. and I export it to a JPEG. And then if it's too wide, you just say 75% or 60% or 50% because you can't make it bigger than the width of the page. And, and Peter and, and what's your, what's your mm-hmm. colleague's name? Scott. Scott, okay. You know, you'd think I could remember because you guys are on the email list all the time. But Peter and Scott say it can be four inches or five inches or three inches or whatever it is. I can never keep that in my head. So I use the preview in, in, in TextMate to actually look at it. And if it goes over the right margin, I know it's too big. Nice. <laughs> so, so I look at it in the preview mode. And when it goes over the right margin, I say, well, 100% is too big. Let me see what 75% looks like. <laughs> and so I export it again saying 75%. And so if it, if it looks good in 75%, chances are good that when I preview the PDF in LeanPub, it will be correct. Hmm. Right? So, so that's yeah. what I'm doing. So for the people who are listening, so we... LeanPub does try to automatically resize things, um, but so there's yeah there's the way we have documentation about like how wide should an image be based on books you know what type of book it is and how wide the book is and we have uh, other documentation about that but yeah you have to it, it helps when you make your images a nice um, size you know so that, so that you so that they they're large enough or they're they're small enough because typically. Um, the program you use probably does a better job than we do. So that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
Cool. Okay, so one question then around uh, community. So when you launch your books, do you um, do you want like currently LeanPub? We sort of think that uh, our role is to be a store and let authors like you know produce these versions and you know produce revisions like like basically publish new versions whenever they want and have people get them and let a community grow. But we don't provide very many sort of explicit like sort of community tools when we have discussed comments, but we don't do much more than that. So do you see like your blogs and Twitter is filling the role adequately for you around what you what you want for community type tools? Or do you see there being something that was missing that you'd like LeanPub to try to do in that regard? Well, the fact that you have the ability for people to sign up to be notified about my book is great. Uh, but I have a mailing list, right. and I have a blog, and I have um, I have people who subscribe to my blog. So I've I've really I've been really working on building my own platform for a long time, Perfect. and I have a Twitter following. So I've I've been really working on trying to build my own following for a very long time. Right. So you're uh, covered then. You don't need us to do much for you. I think well, you know, if I understood marketing, I I would love that. Uh anything else you could do for me is great, but I I don't think it's in some sense you're you're helping me publish my book, but any publisher is not going to really help me do my marketing. Oh no, they'll just tell you go book. on Twitter. Get it get yeah. lots of Twitter followers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> go sign up for Amazon and and write something there, you know. Yeah, I I think that any any publisher is not going to really help you do the marketing. No. In fact, uh, both publishers I've had have always said, you you know, we will help you publish your book. We will help you do the marketing, but you have got to do your own marketing yourself. That's that's what's going to sell books. So anything you can do to help, great. Uh, but. I think that any author who who thinks that a publisher is going to do the marketing is, um, I think, naive is the best word I can use. Yeah, that's been my experience too. I think my take on it is, for a publisher, unless you've got like Harry Potter or The Hunger Games, you really can't yeah. afford to do marketing because like the amount like the amount of money you have to spend versus the amount of money a book makes in terms of gross revenue, like it just you can't really do anything. Like no. Um, you know, so and and for publishers like for for like if you if you do have Harry Potter or The Hunger Games, then fine, you can go and spend, you can do stuff where you could spend X and you know you'll get back whatever. But yeah, for like for for any book that's like a technical book or a business book, unless it's like number one bestseller type thing, you're basically yeah. on your own. And 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 we say that too when people ask on the list, you know, what are you gonna help? How are you gonna help with marketing? We're like, we're not, and no right. one else is either. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, it's just not going to happen. So, I so if you're an author or or a would be author, the best thing I can suggest to you is start start blogging about your book now. In fact, blog your book. Yeah. Because the best thing you can do is attract an audience, uh, and and it, even if you blog every single thing in your book, that's not what a book is. You can't just take all of the blog entries and put them together and make a book. Yeah, no, I mean, you, can, you have to weave it together. Yeah. There's curation, editing, the, you know, yeah. Um, 
it was funny because when we start when Lean Pub started we, with our blog import feature, we had like you know venture hacks and Eric Reese's startup lessons learned, um, you know being in, they they were imported and produced that way, and so we saw our affectionate term for those is blog barfs, right? Because there's literally <laughs> no curation or editing at all. It's just like the the blog just slurped into a PDF, um, and those actually have done well just because the you know Eric and Nivy are just so widely known that they've done okay but but we're that's not sort of our core business we think that blogs are a starting point for books but that you need to go ahead and get rid of everything that doesn't make sense rearrange you know curate edit and produce a book out of it and that's what you're doing and so that's that's fantastic yeah and at some point i'll turn my create an adaptable life blog into a book but it's part memoir and part here's how you adapt to change but it's nowhere near ready for a book and I don't know what the book would be. And I mean, it's just, it's way too raw right now. So it's not even, I haven't even created a place for it because I don't know what it is yet. Right. No, that's great. So, yeah. But in the (sighs) meantime, I'm blogging and building an audience and when, when I figure out what that is, then I can figure out what to import. And it won't be the whole blog. Yes. Because <laughs> it, it will be pieces. And when when I understand what the pieces are, then I can figure out what it is. Yeah, and it's it's funny. We've what we found is some people like ask us, Hey, can we can I have a category to import with a blog say? And we and we're gonna we're gonna add that. We don't have it now. So our current approach is to say, look, import the whole thing and you look at it and you realize, oh, there's actually two or three books here and then the process that some people have done is just taken the book and like the imported markdown and just made two or three books and pasted it, everything in each one and then selectively delete, right? Or else have, yeah. or else have one, have one book, which is the full blog. And then you start moving files out into other folders and the book sort of emerges just by, you have like a hundred files there and it's like, Oh, 20 of these are memoir and 30 are sort of how to type stuff. And you know, right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, wow. So is, I mean, this has been fantastic for me. Uh, is there any, like, well, you know, while, while I'm in customer development mode, are there any other f- missing features you wish LeanPub had or, um, you know, other than parts, which I am? <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point, I think it would be nice. Uh, uh, this is really on the edge of it would be nice if. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if I, maybe, and this is something all your authors have to get together and provide, um, people who edit and people who do cover design. Mm. So, um, and maybe, you know, maybe this is something that we collaborate on and provide to you because uh, I have, I am working with, because uh, um, I know I need an editor. <laughs> I, I, I am a good writer, but that does not mean I don't need an editor. And so how do I how do I find an editor who is good for this kind of a book, right? right? And how do I find an editor who's good for that kind of a book? And how do I find someone who helps me with the cover design? Right. Because I need, you know, different covers need different kinds of designs. So uh, I'm not I'm not worried about it this second, but I'm hoping to need a cover design soon. Mm. So I think that that's and maybe that's something that we that we as the community help provide. 
Yeah, so, I'm thinking that we need to create some sort of marketplace, like I, in, down the road, like some sort of marketplace for like people who want to provide services to LeanPub authors, like edit, like technical editing or like cover. Yeah. Um, and this is something that yeah, we we don't want to necessarily try to monetize that. We just want to help facilitate, or we or maybe yeah. that is part of our business model. Who knows? Um, but yeah, no, I see what you mean. The one thing we we for us, our hope is that by enabling authors to publish in progress like earlier than they normally would that the community of readers around their book can turn into sort of the function of kind of function like a development editor like where you'll get feedback around like if it's a programming book like i don't understand this explanation or how does your code work or um but and so some of the development editor functions we see happening as a, we see sort of functioning as readers providing some of that if you publish earlier. Now, that said, we, there's lots of other editor functions like like the copy editor type thing. There's the sort of or technical editor and, you know, that type of stuff that we we see that you, there needs to be something else. And we're just not sure what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. OK, no, this is excellent. Well, thank you very much, Johanna. Um, yeah, thanks for very much for being on the podcast. And I'm going to post this sometime in the next few days. I have to, you know, <laughs> learn how to add introductions and all that to it. But, um, well, thank you, Peter. This is fun. Yeah. So, and thank you for being a LeanPub author.